England, 2017. You take a ride on the M6 and enter a place crumbling under the weight of unfulfilled potential. It's a town that progress forgot, a study in disintegration, forever frozen in time. You reach for a handle that isn't there, to close a door with a latch that exists only in faded dreams. Beyond this door lies a realm, not of men, but of lightlessness, a sufficiently well-made bed, and perhaps the odd cheese savory, now reduced to mere dust like your hopes of a good night's sleep. Your previous life is now but a distant dream, as obscure and senseless as the Bible verses on the wall. Your next stop... The Blocksmith Project. Look for the bare necessities, simple bare necessities. So we went back to our rooms. Yeah. I, I mean, dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter eight. Eight. The return of Joe's return. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, Declan messaged me saying, it's good to know we haven't got a fucking chance (laughs) against this six foot three man who was built like a tank. Built like the very doors that he'd quite clearly kicked into oblivion. (laughs) In which we would find our bodies wrapped in tarpaulin. (laughs) Um, At this, like, again, not... A huge amount more had happened. It's just that everything that had happened had been exacerbated. An exacting, an exact and precise tone of bizarre and unsettling fears that we'd had previously had only been concerned or amplified by meeting the man behind them, as it were. Um, And so we were both feeling a bit on edge, to say the very least. Yeah, I think I was feeling. Less on edge at that moment because I was like, well, we've met him now. At least there's that's, a face to yeah, it. That's where it's going. I mean, I was calling my girlfriend back and I was going to go to sleep and I thought it would be fine. Um, it didn't help that she was de- like, I thought I was being quite normal, but she detected that something was a bit weird. because I, I think I was just talking so quietly, um, quite about normal things, but clearly in a tone that implied something was up and I was also getting messages from you uh, that were only amplifying because you were just talking about, well, that was fucking weird. Yeah. It um, was very odd. So I was trying to like be calm because she's a little prone to anxiety. I didn't want, obviously like couldn't really do anything. Couldn't be like, oh, I think I might be murdered in this Airbnb. Night. (laughs) See you never. (laughs) Well, that's the thing because I was messaging my girlfriend Uh and I I just said, I'd said earlier, we're probably just going to be killed. Yeah. So, and yeah. even hours before we'd both jokingly sent a message to Joe, Joe Dandroff for episode six being like, um, if anything happens, if you don't hear yeah. from us before 11 o'clock, send the police to this address. And I'd, I'd meant it as a joke, but did you even send three or did no, you send the I original? Sent the actual address. So we, we yeah, nothing would have happened. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so I was lying in bed again, about to head off to sleep mm-hmm. again. And there was a knock on my door. Hello. Again. Mm-hmm. And like, as I was answering that, I was opening my mouth to vocalize a hello as, you know, yeah. as exasperated as I could. 
He, Joe just came in. Yeah. Just opened the door. Suddenly, Joe is in the room. One of the benefits of there being no handle and Handy, there being no latch. Yeah. He just came in. It's a good feature. And without saying anything like, uh, sorry, or an excuse me, yeah. or a, oh, do you don't mind if, or would you like? Yeah. He went, I'm just going to make that bed for you. The bed that you were on. The bed that I was in. in. <laughs> <laughs> the bed in which I was already going to sleep. Yeah. I'm just going to make that bed for you. What, 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 how, this is already now the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> because I don't care what your position is on the etiquette of, uh, being a hotelier, yeah. of renting out your, your property, of having a guest, of, of the being a homeowner, like your house and their room. You do not just go into a room no. and say, I'm here, yeah. I'm coming in. While you're asleep. And it's a little thing, but it's a little thing that implies a fundamentally odd view of what's going on and a very strange, warped perspective on what, what the events yeah. are that are transpired. And this is now the second time yeah. already that he's gone into the room of someone who is ostensibly asleep. Yeah. Well, what does that say about the rest of the whole night ahead? Yeah. You're just going to keep coming every few minutes. Yeah. So I was like, I just said, well, no, honestly, it's... Uh, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm comfortable. No, no, it's, it's not properly made. So I, I, I'll just, I'll just put some sheets on that for you. Well, I, I, honestly, I, I'm fine. Like I just really need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, come on, up you get. And like practically dragged, like he touched me to be yeah. like, come on, up, you, up you get. I, I mean, I was in pants. <laughs> I was just in pants. And so now I stood them. up. Yeah, <laughs> likes to the see the cut of your gym. <laughs> so now he. He he like he I'm standing up in pants. Mm -hmm. Let's in pants (laughs) and he's pulled everything off of the bed and he's like laying down an undersheet. So I'm again, even though he is clearly the aggressor here, I feel like I'm the one who's done wrong. So I'm like trying to help him do the best. Sorry, Joe. He then scoops up the pillows and the duvet and just stares like absently away like stares at the sofa or something mm-hmm. in silence for a bit. And I'm just waiting in pants yeah. for him to respond. And he just goes, give me five minutes. Give, 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 give me five minutes. I'll, I'll, I'll be back. And then just leaves. It must've been like 10, nearly 11 or something. It was, it was, I think it was about quarter past 10. Right. At this point. Weird. It's just so odd. I like if, okay, if you are a listener and you think this is okay, please tell us. Please write in. Be honest about your first name being Joe. (laughs) Living near Blockswitch. Like, don't try and hide these things from us because it's patently obvious. Because it's just not okay. Like, and I felt, I felt so violated. Well, it's because that's like your own, your only bit of space Mm. is your, He's already taken away the ability to shut the door into so your own the space. bed itself is yeah. the only bit that and being like under the covers is such a kind of childish sense. But it's safe. This is where it's safe. That's comfort, like you're conditioned. And all against. of a sudden, he's just taken it, just literally pulled it off of me. Really odd. So Isaac had messaged me in the intervening time, being like, "What is going on?" Yeah, because I could hear like the rumblings of Joe's mountainous voice. So I messaged back what had happened, and you were 
concerned. I was like, okay, this is ramping up. <laughs> that was the thing. It, the trajectory of the evening trajectory was, uh, was such that it didn't show any sign of abating. No. Of its own accord. It, Everything was only getting weirder. There was the, there was, you know, the classic dip that we mentioned, yeah. cinematic arc that the things ramp tension. up, you have a break, you have a trough of tension, yeah. and then it ramps up again. Yeah. And this was a steady, steep mm. incline that, as you say, showed no signs of, uh, of a plateau. Yeah, it was just the, the mindset, just thinking about the kind of person who comes down, so he's knocked on the doors, we've spoken. Weird, but he's like, wanted to introduce himself Manageable. or whatever. Good night. To to go away from that in Joe's mind and then come back, like the, the indecisiveness, but the need to be like walking around. It just felt like he was just making his presence really aggressively known. Yeah, and... The footsteps were just it so felt like loud. the abusive relative that I've never had, just like prowling outside. Yeah, again, cinematically, this uh that idea of the abuser, the villain, yeah, the intruder being there, making themselves known exactly when they want to, coming yeah, in it's when all about you don't like want them to. Power about that abusive dynamics. space, like yeah. you say. And so I was just sat in pants. <laughs> On on the bed, which now had nothing on it but an undersheet, mm-hmm. waiting for this man to come back. He was, he was gone for 15 minutes. Yeah, easily. Just downstairs. Where, I'm sorry, who keeps the bedding <laughs> downstairs? There was, the only rooms downstairs were the dining room and the, and the kitchen. Yeah. And was there the bedding room off that? No. Oh, that's right. The big bedding closet. <laughs> no. From under the tarp, you say? So... 15 minutes later, he comes back up with the duvet in an aggressively orange... I don't know why that was a fucking theme. I don't no. know why, who's chosen that as the colour for their house, but they had... And the colour of the dress, yeah. So, in an aggressively orange duvet and pillows. Gave me the pillows, I put them down. Like, I got... I was on the bed still, and he was already, like, putting the duvet on, practically tucking me into bed. Mm-hmm. And then, so I was... I was saying thanks. <laughs> thanks, uh, Joe. For the bedding. How yeah. horrible that you feel like you have to be grateful yeah. for what is just a fucking horrible violation. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and and so he was like, right, no, no, no trouble, no trouble. Trouble. Yeah. Uh but then he just lingered. And that unnerved me Everything more was than, a pause. That unnerved me more than him taking the bedding. Mm-hmm. Was that once the bedding was done, like it was just, it was so patently obvious that the bedding was a ruse to be in the room. Yeah. Because he, he looked like he was casing his own house <laughs> for a <laughs> robbery. rob his own hundred marriage photos. Like he was suddenly looking around. Like, the only thing that I had done in the intervening period while he'd left was to gather all of my belongings together into my bag. Um, I don't know whether that was like a, a get ready to escape mm. instinct or it felt more to me like he had, was judging the fact that I'd dared to put anything on his sofa yeah. or to to take up more than a bag's worth of space on the floor. He was just looking around meticulously, much like the daughter had been when she came in and, and sort of did her tour Inspection. of scare quotes. Um, and suddenly he was lingering. He was looking behind the door. He was sort of moving a blanket. He was folding something. All these things that are just like they weren't necessary. Yeah. Like if you were, 
the only the only explanation beyond him being a murderer is that he is simultaneously someone who has no grasp of any sort of social dynamic and he was worried that like the room hadn't been properly set up for the Airbnb so he was trying to make sure it was all perfect so they get a nice review he's either a murderer or the nicest maddest host yeah but at 20 past 10 Mm. like if the if the pillow's out of place yeah like that ship has sailed (laughs) and you coming in while i was asleep to change it isn't an improvement no it is objectively worse so and he just stayed and he asked something again about breakfast and he asked again about like and he was like would you like the telly would you want to some telly I was like, well, no, I want to go to sleep. Like, I've been up for so long. Can I just go to sleep? And then he kind of looked over and saw that I had the lamp on. Mm-hmm. And he was like, right, just uh, when you go to sleep, make sure you turn off the light, yeah? Oh, thanks, Joe. I've been to sleep before. <laughs> Done darkness. Yeah. I remember when there was no fucking light in there. <laughs> for creepy ghost, Joe. <laughs> Snuck in. And, and, and again, it like took me off guard. It, it was like it's such a weird a thing haunted to say. dad. Darren Brown has this great thing in one of his books about how uh, a lot of like hypnosis and things that yeah, look like it are about wrong footing. In- yeah. yeah, exactly. Pattern interrupts. And there's a story, probably apocryphal, of uh, someone trying to mug this famous one of the like fathers of hypnotic thought. And when they were like, "Give me your money," he he just responded with. Well, the wall outside my house is not four foot high. And the person, because you have all this energy, if you're about to mug someone and this like aggression and adrenaline, it just has nowhere to go in that sort of situation. So it's, it's jolted and diffused is the hope. And in the same way, just Joe's every move seemed designed to just wrong foot you. And yeah. it's just like the, the silences, but then when there weren't silences, the fucking weird things he'd say and the weird way he would stand and like intrude, everything was just the wrong thing to do or exactly the right thing to do. If your goal is how can I be to the fucking the freakiest <laughs> dickhead ever to stroll around God's circle. So then he asked, this could be a whole new chapter. Do you want to be a new chapter? Yeah. Do, do. Chapter nine, the key. This is very much when we hit the peak of tension. Uh-huh. This is the moment of the huge reveal in the I'm film. I'm still on the phone at this point. This is the point where fight or flight kicks the fuck in mm-hmm. f- full. In a big way. Like, up until now, we had been cautious. Yeah. We'd kept in touch. We were both now... <laughs> we both now had no qualms about mentioning how freaky we thought this was yeah. or how unnerved we were um, because we uh, were both very open about the fact that we were quite afraid. But I was still trying to, I was trying to remain quite calm because I was still on the phone trying to sound normal, just talking about normal things, um, trying to respond appropriately whilst reading messages about he's back in my room and stuff like this, all the weird stuff. And so I was trying to keep, my girlfriend calm without again ever having told her that anything was weird and also the effect was that i was indirectly calming myself i suppose like telling myself it's it's fine you know it's weird but it's fine and she'd known that something odd was happening in relation to us talking to him because i'd had to hang up yeah to go and speak to him and then 
Have you got the key? What's that, Joe? Have you got the key? The... Now... For the where? It's not unusual, I suppose, to be asked if you... Like, if you still got the key. Like, mm-hmm. have you kept track of the key? Yeah. Do you have a key? Or, you've got the key. Yeah. Um, you've got the key? Yeah. Cool. An assurance that you still have your key. Mm-hmm. And that is what I hoped this was when he asked mm-hmm. me but didn't have any huge confidence in the idea that that was his intention. No, he'd suddenly become a concerned citizen. And so I <clears throat> you didn't looked at him for a while before saying, uh, no, Isaac has the key. And he considered that in his painfully laborious way mm-hmm. before looking around the room again, looking at the lamp, and as he, was pulling, as he was pulling the door to, saying, right, just when you're ready, just turn the light off and go to sleep. And there is something, again, objectively scary about someone who demands that you be in darkness while you sleep. Yeah, and to in go a, to sleep. In a room where they can just come in whenever yeah, they want. and the bed's like the first thing in the room because it was right in the middle. Yeah. Where there is like the direct line of sight from lying down to the door. Yeah. So he left. I heard him walk along the corridor. Yeah. I heard him knock. Over to you. Yeah. So I was still on the phone. He knocked and I was like, okay, just hang on. So I didn't hang up this time. I'd hung up the first time because I thought it was just going to be, I didn't, I don't know what I thought it was going to be. I certainly didn't think that it was going to be what it turned out to be. So I had uh, like my headphones in. I was talking on like speed on handset whatever it's called hands free put that on my bed answered the door and he was like looking into the room past me kind of over me because he's huge uh and like peering round onto the bed and like clocked my phone and then looked back at me and said have you got the key i was like yeah I've, it's in my wallet yeah i've got it and he said can i he didn't even finish the sentence it was just one of those like i i thought he was making sure that i had the key yeah same as you so I just reached over because it was right by, I'd like set up my stuff for the next day, like clothes, wallet, phone charger, all that jazz. And I just got it out and showed it to him in my hand. And he just took it out of my hand. I was like, all right, good night. And I was taken aback, but also conscious that I was still on the phone. So I, I shut my door and went back onto the phone call. And my girlfriend was like, what was that? Because she could probably hear, I don't know, she can let us know. She could probably hear something happening. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's just chatting or whatever. At the same time, messaging you the exact message, well, he 100% has taken the key because it was the key and the only way out of the house was through the key because it didn't unlock from the inside. It didn't have a latch or anything or a, one of those like locks that you can twist or, yeah, any kind of chain. It was, if the key has been in and locked it, the door is now locked and you cannot get out. Which I'd heard him lock yeah. when he came back in. And sometimes, like, I did a quick check because, like, at my house at night, we lock the door mm-hmm. but leave a key in it so that, as long as nobody needs to come home, obviously, so that if anything does happen, if there's a fire or if you need to get out... Like, you don't have to fumble around yeah. for a key. You can just, it's there, twist it, go. So I looked to check if that was the case. Not. 
no. the case. So the only key, the only access out of the room is now gone. I'm still trying to balance an internal panic with a vocal calmness, but I'm also, it was stressing me out that I was having to be calm rather than having like the time to deal with what was going on. So my first and only response while still on the phone and kind of wrapping up the conversation was like, yeah, it's all fine. I'll speak to you tomorrow, whatever. Or that was to open my window or I was first just seeing if it would open. And then I opened it as far as it would go. And how, how mad is it that the thought logically crossed my mind? I'd survive that. <laughs> I was like, well, I couldn't take my laptop, but I'll, I'd make it. It's 20 feet or something. It'd be, you'd break something, but you'd, you'd be out. You might be able still to on the phone, still trying to be calm. So eventually I wrapped up the conversation and then I, did I come straight into your room? No, no I think you, you came. You, you messaged me. Right. And I was like, what do you mean? And you were like, he's, he's taken the key. At which point I checked that there wasn't one in the door. Mm -hmm. So we're now locked into this house in which we already felt unnerving. Like at this point, the key was our last bastion of hope in an otherwise entirely claustrophobically pitch black world. And it had been taken from us as if, as if he knew that. Yeah. It wasn't even taken like the, the thing about it was there wasn't a clear enough intention on his part there wasn't like there's no reason to take the yeah key. and even if his reason was could i have the key because i'm gonna murder you both like he didn't make anything clear there was no animosity it was just the most casual because i was just holding it to show him that he had it and he just reached out and took it i was like it was that wrong footing thing again like well what i don't have the equipment to deal with such a weird thing and you don't have the capacity to say sorry could i have the key back until we go please? he just left he was gone and i was on the phone and I was just like, okay, well, that's happened. There was just no time to deal with that series of events. And yeah, it was just odd. But that was the moment that it began. That was like a, a proper panic. Yeah, like, I, I felt sick. Yeah. Like I suddenly, everything about this room, everything that we joked, everything that we'd thought and dismissed mm-hmm. suddenly felt 100 times realer because we now had literally no way to escape. Not only were we so vulnerable in that we both had doors that could not and would not uh, like close, Mm -hmm. let alone lock. Um, But the one door that we wanted to be open was locked and we had no, literally no way of getting out. And so uh, like we independently, decided mm-hmm. we needed to go. Yes. Like I messaged this to my girlfriend to just to sort of confirm, I suppose that this wasn't just us panicking uh-huh. like that, you know, this because we could have like, we'd been building the tension ourselves between us. Yeah. It, it was very, could very easily be that we'd been scaring ourselves. Yeah. But I mentioned that he'd taken the key and she was like, you have to go wrong like, address, taking the key. Those two facts alone go wrong address, taking the key. It's not the person who sold you the house. Yeah get out even devoid of the everything else like the yeah. actual person there being no lights the door kicked in the and it's tarpaulin in the fucking oh i'd be interested to hear from listeners what they think of the situation as well as an independent third party and of course there's like it's our perspective on it but like we mentioned like i spent most of my i grew up in like deptford in southeast london where you would quite regularly 
cross the street because it was someone who you know like goes around mugging people or the, you'd see like a fight kicking off or you'd come out of school and the, the rival school would be like hanging around to, to stab someone. And the, the sense of danger, I think is not, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it's not something that I go to quickly. I'm so keen to rationalize most things away. So if I'd had, if I'd been by myself, I don't think I would have done anything probably. I think I would have just been like, right, this is weird, but it's, it's, what are the chances that I've Airbnb'd my way into a murderer's den? And I would have like talked myself down from it. But that quite possibly would have been the wrong thing to do <laughs> yeah. because you're so used to ignoring and dealing with danger in the way that you always have, which is whether it's crossing the road or not going down a certain street after a certain time of day. This, when it like confronts you in that real way, you can see why in lots of stories of catastrophes, people act so rationally because you're telling yourself, surely I'm not the person in the story, yeah. in the news and, story of two guys murdered in an Airbnb. And when you, when you reach like beyond that, obviously not necessarily where we were, but beyond that, when you reach a certain level of, of panic, lots of people experience a kind of regression to really basic function. Like mm. it's uh, like stories from airplane crashes yeah. um, where people are inside a burning airplane, like trying to get their bags down, just yeah. trying to get the bags down from the lockers or where they forget how to undo a seatbelt or they are literally next to an exit and are trying to get to the one at the other end of the plane that there's just something that overrides there. Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing kind of in micro rather than macrocosm because we like, like you say, it is your instinct to assume that you're okay because statistically you are. Yeah. And, and especially we just that day, I'd had exactly the same thought process when we were going on that ride, the smiler. I thought, this is a ride that has led to yeah. a horrific crash in which some young people had to have, they had horrible injuries and their like legs were amputated. It'll be fine for us. What yeah. are the odds? It's because incredibly you, safe. You couldn't live your life if you were panicked like that. No. Whilst it's also the case that obviously um, suspicion and cynicism are, you know, evolutionary tools because the guy who assumed that everything wasn't a leopard yeah. didn't live. <laughs> um, that at the same time, you need a, the balance to that or otherwise you would just live your whole life in fear. Yeah. You couldn't do it. Like what we were saying on Turning Point the other day about the the atmosphere in London after the Parsons Green yeah. attack. People just got on with it. I was on the tube the same day, as were millions and millions of people going about their lives. So you always tell yourself that it's fine, really. Like it's, it's fine. But not when you're locked in the house <laughs> where all of this has already happened and now there is no obvious escape route. No. Should we have a new chapter? I think so. Final chapter. Chapter 10. Oh, no, you have to do the noise. Bum, bum. Chapter 10. The escape. So, we were in communication. Um, I was in my room. I th did you come to my... Yes. No, no I came to your room. to mine. Because I... I had a, a moment of extra fear in that I went to the loo. Oh, I was yeah. feeling quite afraid. I was feeling quite sick. And I needed the loo. Uh -huh. It was a perfect Hell of storm. A <laughs> and while I was on the loo, I was messaging Isaac, but I heard footsteps come down the corridor and into my room. Mm -hmm. And I 
heartily began to panic. I was like, oh my God, Joe is literally waiting for me. He sensed that we know something's up. He's starting early. (laughs) What was booked for the middle of the night has now been moved up in the schedule to right now. Like Either that or I thought that maybe he'd taken the opportunity to go in and try and find the car keys. I'd already had a panic. I I haven't told you this yet, I I don't Mm. think. But I'd already had a panic beforehand when... um, when you said he'd taken the key that I'd already in my mind been preparing, right, we're going to have to go. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find the car keys. I knew oh that God. they'd been in the bag on top of everything, but they weren't there and they weren't anywhere in the bag. And I couldn't find them. And they weren't on the sofa. And I thought he must have taken them at some point while he was in the room, even though I hadn't seen. And I only just found them. They were in like inside the lining of the bag, like they'd mm-hmm. fallen in. Like they I were hiding honestly, themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I was I I'd ne- I I was ready to throw myself into the tarpaulin willingly, <laughs> just to avoid to everything in between. Horrid Joe crime. So I thought maybe he's gone in there. Oh my god! I thankfully got a message from Isaac that said, "I'm in, I'm in your room," and I walked into my room to find Isaac perched on my bed with an expression I've never <laughs> seen before or since on his face. What was it? It was the most terrified smile that you were trying to laugh through, but for the first time ever, Failing. just couldn't. Yeah. Like, partly because we didn't want it obvious that you were back in my room, because mm-hmm. otherwise what was to come would be obvious. Um, would be clear. Um, but partly because the, it, it wasn't at this point necessarily a laughing matter. Not in a big way. Um and so we were trying to figure out what, how do we get a key? How do we, not even how do we get a key? How do we get out? Now, my um, instinct was again towards the like calm rationality of, I'll just go and ask, like, let's see what he does. Part of that was because I thought it was kind of a Pascal's wager because if he's not a murderer, he'll be like, Oh, sure. Yeah. Have the key. I didn't realize you needed it. And if he is, then he would have an opportunity to deny us but without being tipped off to the fact that we know he's a murderer and therefore starting the murder, as you say, prematurely, before it's allotted <laughs> slot, before all the village people return with their fucking yep. torches forks. and giant wicker southern man to inflame. Um, but I think in hindsight, I think the speed, time was of the essence. Yeah. And I think maybe the measured approach was, was for a, a different time. Yeah. Just for an hour earlier. It just felt like if if it were the case that he was so willing for us to have the key or, or happy for us to have the key, he wouldn't have made such a big deal about taking it. Yeah. Um, and I suppose as well that there was an instinct to try and do to him what he'd done to us and wrong foot. Like mm-hmm. suddenly, if suddenly something's up, the whole situation's changing. Yeah. It's perhaps harder for even a murderer, even a murderer, to just to be respond. like, right? Well, now's the moment. Here it, we go. It happens, doesn't it? Like, there's this story, this amazing Reddit story of like, what's the most the most serious bullet you've dodged? And it starts as these always do. Not me, but this guy's mum had been when she was in her twenties, getting with a guy in the woods. Oh, but, is this the? I, I know. And uh, she had that. I think they hear like someone nearby right it's night and they hear someone nearby but it's like near where this guy lives and they freeze really still and um eventually it passes and it turns out that it was only everyone's favorite ted bundy doing a serial killing 
nearby of two other, like another couple who happen to be within a mile radius. And it's that thing of like, if the, if even a killer like will sense panic and, and find an easier target. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that's to put things in quite grand terms. We don't know he was a murderer. Or we know that he's mental. All we do is that we have a lot of evidence to yeah. suggest and we that thought he could that be. The vector of um, panic would be enough to disrupt some into some kind of action. Yeah. What what have been a static situation? It's harder to say. It's it's harder to come up with a reason. Like if we say, "Oh, could we have the key just in case?" Yeah. Then he can be like, "Oh, well, if you need it, come and find me." Yeah. Whereas if you're already packed and going towards the door, yeah. the reason for not letting you out can only be. Well, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, it's a gamble though, isn't it? Because yeah. he'd have had to go, no, I'm not letting you out ever. Or he'd have had to let us out. So, I don't know. It could have gone... At least poor. we get some sort of confirmation and we're awake yeah. and dressed and not in pants <laughs> for the big fight. The big finale where he crashes us into the ground. Yeah, well, obviously giant. we lose still, yeah. but I'm just saying that, you know... You go out with a, a swing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I... Messaged my girlfriend saying, call me in one minute. Mm-hmm. And I told Isaac to go back to his room and get packed. So you went back. Yeah, I did the fastest packing I've ever done. And I, I don't re- really remember doing it. It was all so quick yeah. that I spent the whole rest of the car journey home checking that I had stuff and being amazed that I had actually packed anything that I had. Because <laughs> it just didn't seem likely that I'd remember like wallet belt phone charge all these things that were just scattered around so yeah I was in my room and the plan was in two minutes or three minutes or something Declan was going to come in come in or come towards the room and be speaking loudly on the phone about a medical emergency that we had to go to yeah I went back to my room in the I knew that um my girlfriend was going to be calling very soon. Uh-huh. So I threw everything into a bag and put on like a t-shirt. That was it. Yeah. And, I and like, some tracksuit bottoms. I was wearing my pajama trousers, which could pass as like normal trousers. Yeah. And yeah, it was an odd outfit choice. And, um, I was throwing stuff into a bag whilst I was putting stuff into a bag. My, the door was ajar and I'd heard footsteps coming down the corridor mm-hmm. and I assumed they were yours. So I hadn't thought anything of the door being ajar. When I looked round, it was Joe oh, walking past the door. And I realised that I was clearly packing. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't answered the phone yet. So before my girlfriend even called, you I thought, picked up the phone and uh, started doing this ruse. Nice. And then at some point it rang and I just answered. And I, it was just like nebulous kind of panic about, oh, what's going on? Like, what do you need? Where are you going? Why can't do you need us? Yeah. Okay. Then I did it going down the corridor to you. Even louder. All that drama sock. I know. Well, it coming came in out. handy. It does. It does. Everything's performance. Mm. And this more than most things. Especially when you're trying not to be killed. Especially when you're performing your way out of a fucking murder. <laughs> performing um, your way out of the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a great book title when this gets made. I mean, yeah. He might track us down still, in which case Very you can much. have performing your way into the headlines. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you came to my door and we, I didn't know where he was. So I was loudly playing along um, as best we could, given that we hadn't really decided on our motivation <laughs> other than fucking get out. <laughs> Let's fucking please leave. But yeah, we didn't have a lot of the scene down is what I'm saying. So we improved our way through that and then started going downstairs. So I grabbed my things 
I think I grabbed my things at this point. Yeah, and took yeah, them downstairs. Did. And I went to find Joe. And I don't remember what I said at all. I was, I, on the way downstairs, I was trying to calm myself. And then I realised that that was the exact opposite of what I needed to do. So I started like purposefully like, <laughs> okay, and like talking to myself kind of like hurriedly. Okay, I'm just doing everything got, like yeah. jerkily. Right, okay, check. Frantic. And I like dashed into that room, like bolted the door open and he was standing in the kitchen and I don't know why he was shopping enough. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> he was standing in the kitchen, gazing longingly at the tarp, whispering, more soon, Susan. Your hunger will be abated. Don't worry, Angela's coming to save you. And he turned around really quickly, as you would, because I'd like flung open the door. There was a sudden flurry of action and I had my phone out as a prop. <laughs> but then I realised that I didn't Off. really have anything to say. So I was just like, right, um, I'm really sorry about this. We need to, there's been Declan's girlfriend, right? I, I wasn't really finishing sentences, not least of all, because I didn't know what they were going there to was be. No, Helpfully, to anything, Joe yeah. joined in on the scene. He's clearly done a yes and improv course <laughs> yeah. because I offered the information never say no. that she was, um, she was on her way to a hospital and he said, Oh, is it, is it the one in Birmingham? And I was like, yeah, it is. How did you know, Jim? Again, like a mad assumption from him. I mean, possibly proof that he's not well rather than proof that he's a right. murderer. Because he knew that we way. were down south. Why would your girlfriend be in Birmingham? Yeah, why would you assume that we would be paying £24 for she haunted Airbnb? She knew that we'd gone to Alton Towers as well. Yeah. She knew that we were driving up. Because then when you do an Airbnb, it's like, send I, a message to introduce yourself. What are you here for? Like, I'd why told visiting? him that, yeah. I, that we've been up for since four, yeah. like driving up from Essex. They 100% knew all that. Um, luckily he provided information that was enough for me to then springboard off to create a more full bodied illusion yeah, and to talk to me about it yeah exactly so he I brought him back and he had not said that he would give the key at this point and had not offered he had not no. physically or verbally suggested in any way that the key was forthcoming we brought him back he sort of followed me out of curiosity back to the kind of uh, atrium the hall bit where you were putting shoes on I was putting mine on and both of us just kind of talking about like what what's going on like oh god okay so we're gonna have to go there right okay we'll, we'll drive I don't know how long it is and I was asking him I was trying to get him involved so that he was like in the the in fantasy the be like okay do you know how long it will take to get there and even then it, with our clear panic he was a, an ocean of calm the man yep. was talking as slowly as ever about how the hospital was going to be about an hour City away. hospital. Put it into Siri, he said. And he then said that, right, he, he eventually gave us the key with the caveat that he was going to be up till four and we were to call him. He'd be up till four. We could call him at any point. I was like, no, we, I won't wake you up. He was like, okay, so you, I'll open the door. You leave the key here, but then you come back and you can call me anytime before four and I'll be up to let you back in. Why? Why is the man had the to leave for for work in the morning. He wasn't going to be there for breakfast. He'd come back late. Yep. And now he's going to be up until four at the very least. It was all very odd. I had a panic here because I was wearing those trousers, like I said, my pyjama trousers that have like really shallow pockets. And I worried that I hadn't got my phone in my wallet. I knew I had my phone. I didn't know I had my wallet. So I was like ran upstairs to check and you were like okay I'll take this off the car I was like you fucking don't yeah. I was like no just I was, wait for me I, a moment. I had no intention yeah. of leaving you alone in the house but I was like I've got to, I need to I accelerate can't, I can't just provide. stand yeah, here you can't provide a window holding four bags like any any plans for the, for the autumn <laughs> what are you studying have Joe? you been to Wharton Towers <laughs> <laughs> I think so. you'd love it um, um, so, so I ran upstairs had a really quick check 
um, noticed that I'd left the window wide open. I shut that. Yeah. I don't know why. Then I did the same. Like I had the same panic. Uh-huh. You panicked me. So I then dropped the bags, went upstairs to check that I hadn't left anything, came back down. I was expecting when I came back down for the door to be shut again. No, thank fuck it was still open. Yeah. I was like, please, please, please. So we were both there. We were both ready. We both kind of sputtered out the same half finished drivel about, yeah, we'll, we'll know the way. Thing. We'll, yeah, it's a heart thing. It will, we'll, we'll do it. Like, we'll come back. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll it's okay. We'll, we'll be, te- he made yeah. me put his Siri, number. we'll do it on the maps. God, this oh is my weird. God, it was, yeah. He made me take his number down. He read it out very slowly and deliberately. And then he made me read it back to it him. It was, it was so, because you typed it in and then you locked your phone and put it in your pocket and he went, Read it back to me. So I had to pull it out, unlock it and read it back. And I mean, I typed it in as if I was calling it and that doesn't always like save it there because I mean, I'm not fucking saving this pedophile murderer's number. I added that first bit, but it seems like... in, yeah. It's, I mean... It's often, a reasonable assumption. They often have a union on the Venn diagram. Yeah, the, the Venn diagram is practically a circle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I had to read it back to him and thank God it was there. We left. Quickly. <sighs> Here's the final terrifying detail though. Yeah. Is that he closed the door mostly mm. 85% big fan of, of the doors way. that close mostly <laughs> yeah um but was peering out after us i didn't look back i under the guise of checking my bag and my wallet looked behind when we were about 20 yards away maybe uh-huh. and he was still looking and then when we got to the car you got in I opened the boot, you chucked your bags in, you got in, I put my bags in, I was sorting things out, I was checking that I had got everything for like a third time. And as I reached up to open, looked back, and he was still watching us mm. go. That's just not There's small. no reason. And like you said, that gives a kind of good closure to the fact that it was the right yeah, thing. Yeah, we do. we I I had never been more certain that we'd made the right choice. Uh-huh. And again, when we got in the car. Even just being there, even still on the driveway. There was just the an out-breath of like, oh, fuck. The, and so we drove back. How long did it take? To our it? only safe haven that we knew mm. in the area, to the old block switch showman. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> and go in pulled there. up outside. Boom, boom. Epilogue. Chapter, chapter 11, epilogue. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> we... Just sat for a little while. Yeah. I don't think we were talking very much. No. There was a lot to process. I turned my phone onto airplane mode because I didn't want my girlfriend... Because, you know, like, you can see where friends are, like, location thing. I didn't want her to see that we'd moved from the Airbnb because I assumed that she would already... She'd already detected some problem. Yeah. And I thought that if she happened to check, she'd be like, well, that's their bodies being moved. (laughs) (laughs) So I did Um, that. We sort of... I, I had a quick look... Uh, if there was anywhere to stay nearby for reasonably cheap. Because the only good thing about this is that we only wasted 24 quid on <laughs> If it had been 80 quid, I'd have felt pretty shit yeah. about going. But um, everywhere was either either equally murderous in in aesthetic. Yeah, or, probably all run by Joe. Yeah, always. Or Angela. <laughs> Fucking Joe. Angela in scare quotes. I wish you'd been called Josephine. That's <laughs> <laughs> some like it hot. <laughs> Um, and so it was nowhere looking good no and nowhere cheap and also the prospect of driving back was impossible at this point because 
you've been awake for <sighs> coming up to a full day. Yeah. And not just a full day, but a day of driving. It was yeah, a lot of driving. It was, it was now midnight. Yeah. Like, a lot so we've been up for twenty hours. Walking and rides and stuff, which is all quite draining. And then one of the most physically and mentally draining experiences <sighs> of our lives. So you weren't gonna be able to make a drive straight back. No. So and it was three and a half hours uh-huh. from where we were. At, at this time of the morning, it was now three hours 15. Yeah. So we just set our sights on, well, we'll leave. We'll head home and we'll just stop at each service station because you can only stay each one for two hours for free. And then you have to start like paying to stay. And, and loads. Well. Yeah. So we were like, we'll just go sleep, set get alarm, up, go next one. sleep. What a fucking existence to have fallen into. So quickly. it was, I think the lowest, certainly I've ever been. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so this is how we found ourselves at the road chef on the M6 toll road. Yeah. Um, we had a final few scares. Well, I was, I suppose we were both quite paranoid, but it also seemed to be the case that everyone was being fucking weird. Yeah. Like, like a van pulled up, like sped up and then like did a handbrake <clears throat> turn right into, into a, the bay the parking spot, like two down and in an empty car park. Yeah. Like right next to us. And then the people inside were like getting out, swapping places, like walking around the car that we were in while you were asleep. Yep. Uh, like lighting cigarettes and then passing them to each other and then just throwing them, like when there were still loads of cigarette left. It was all very odd. So we were on edge. Uh, how long did it take to get home? Oh, and there was a car following us for a while. That there was, was a car following us for a while. Completely Our empty motorway. Dan just scared the shit out of us. Yeah. He seemed to claim that he had safe houses all over the country. Like, Danger! I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> like, was giving us very specific addresses, but with weird surprises that might like There's it was like, just everything. Everything conspired to absolutely terrify us. Yeah, and on this eighty-five-hour journey home via three thousand motorway. It, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, and we drove for half an hour from Blockswitch to the first service station. Mm-hmm. Pulled up, slept for an hour and a half set the map for home and we still had the exact <laughs> same amount of time left to it's go like we were in the as we had when zone. we'd left block switch like I, I, I could have cropped I thought Joe was one of those big magnets that's just sucking the whole world back I into did, his claws I could have absolutely just wept yeah. at that moment I think I was just too tired to produce tears <laughs> like it was only then that I realised you know I wasn't wearing any socks I'd taken off my shoes I was just it was, everything was... Joe was in the boot. Yeah. <laughs> it was all kicking off. So it took us seven hours to get home. Like three and a half hours stopping, three hours, three and a half hours driving. Yeah. We like we stopped twice to sleep, once to eat. And just... There was such... Still, the whole journey home, like a nervous energy in the car. Yeah, I didn't feel like we were out of it. No. Uh, and we... Uh, we were singing Disney songs the whole way home. Partly to keep me awake, but yeah. partly it was just something to do. Something to that wasn't Joe best. No, even though we kept changing all the lyrics to be Joe best. <laughs> I, I think in an attempt to trivialise our own situation, so yeah. that we didn't think about it too much. Um, and then even when we got back, like we said, we were too uh, tired to set up the second bed for me at the end of the oh, day. Yeah, but we stayed up for another hour and a half watching, watching. telly. And just slept in your bed, <laughs> both of us, just like, as a kind of comfort. terrified <laughs> yeah. war prisoners. That's still like now 300 or 200 miles away from Joe. Yeah. It was still just not quite safe enough yet. And then in the morning, Angela 
text me mm. being like, oh, sorry to hear about your friend. Sorry I didn't get to meet you. To it meet just, you. <sighs> Horrid. So we're still here. Yep. So far, so good. We're alive. I would genuinely love to hear, like, we have a good roster of people who email. We have some emails that we'll get to in our next episode. Yes. Priest will be back in the next episode as well. Um, but I'd love to hear from you. Tass at shame.city. What do you think? Are we just total cowards? Uh, are there enough red flags that they build up? What would be the limit? I'm curious yeah, to hear I, what other people's parameters are for I when was, it would be weird. I was going to say earlier when we mentioned this, but figured it'd be better to wait until the end. Like, what, if you would have left, mm-hmm. when would you have left? Yeah. At what point? Like, were we stupid? Did we stay for too long? Did we risk it too much? Because yeah. there was a point, like we said, when there was a binary outcome that we'd both tacitly agreed upon where he will either let us out or, or, or because of the nature of our ruse being so, like, urgent, the only option is to say, well, no, I'm not going to let you out. I'm going to keep you here. Yeah. And so that was it. Like, probably we should not have put ourselves in a situation where those are the only two no. outcomes. And again, uh, well, like, we reiterate what we mentioned earlier on in the episode about the five-star reviews. Well, if you were there by yourself... Uh-huh. And they'd taken away the key. And you're in the you just address. would not give no. a five-star review. I don't think even if it had been brilliant, you'd have given it a five-star review because no. it was a horrid hellhole. <laughs> it was a horrid hellhole. Photograph amphitheatre, lightless, doorless, murder-filled. Yeah. The murderous pair. Also, final thing I'd like is... um. We're yet to action anything with Airbnb other than it keeps emailing me to leave a review. Yeah. <laughs> like, how's your stay? Well, let me tell you. Brief, but what you, terrifying. My plan is to call them and be like, explain some of this without sounding mental, but to go hard on the fact that they took the key and it was the wrong address. Because I think those points And we didn't alone, meet the person. Yeah, are enough to, to fucking get, it, get rid of it and ensure that no one has the same experience or worse. Yeah. But if you have any advice, that would be appreciated. You've been listening to... The Block Switch Project. Thank you very much for sticking with us through this absolute marathon. Yeah. We desperately we needed, needed this to be out this has in been the world. Therapy. This is the therapy we didn't yeah, get from, from Angela. Angela. The murderous <laughs> Joe, wig, orange dressed, bastard, Norman Absolute Bates mum. Fucking dick. Silence of the Lambs, skin wearing bastard. Idiots. Uh, I've been Isaac. You've been Declan. Normal can we, service. Can we say it in the present tense? Just say it sounds I less like am <laughs> Isaac. And you... I will remain <laughs> Declan. Whether Joe likes it or not, and that's not an invitation to murder. Thank you for listening. Normal service resumes next Sunday. Bye, lads. See you. So it's the 27th now, which is the day this episode will go out, and we have a final update an epilogue to the tale that i didn't think warranted another episode and we didn't want to like stretch it out over four because three was already gratuitous for a story in which we obviously didn't die because we were clearly editing the show and putting it out still so you kind of had the ending spoiled for you in advance um we called airbnb and i thought we'd end with some of the recordings from the call so prepare for some closure and uh here was the first call It might be shot. In which case, we do it tomorrow. Hi, and thanks for calling Airbnb. 
We're looking forward to talking with you. Wow. Please note that your call may be recorded for training and quality oh, purposes. For Jerry if you're calling about an issue related to an existing reservation, please press 1. If not, press 2. It was an existing reservation, which never went there. Oh no, not this. That obviously went on for a, a while, but we'll skip that. Hi there, I just wanted to report um, some problems with a, a residence that we stayed at, or rather didn't stay at, a few days ago. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. The line seems to be cutting in and out. You mentioned that this is regarding a reservation? Is yeah. Right? It's it is. It's regarding a reservation from uh, the what was the date? Nineteenth. The nineteenth of this month. Yes, and they know how can I be of assistance? So, <clears throat> well, we're quite keen that um, someone from Airbnb looks into the whole situation with this property because um, I'll walk you through a few of the the facts. But basically, the the end goal to keep in mind is that we ended up not staying there because. We felt so unsafe that we had to leave. To to kick off, for example, the property was not at the address that is given to Airbnb. It was a different road and a different number entirely. And some of the photos are not of the place that we ended up staying. So that's a first strike. Is that like, is that something that you guys have rules against? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Um, it seems that you're really kind of cutting in and out. So you mentioned that this is regarding your safety, right? Yes, would you mind if I we uh, like have a conversation over our? Uh, can I try to call you back instead? Let's yeah, that's absolutely fine. We'll have a better line. Sure. So I'll go ahead and try to call you back instead. Let's let's try to see if we will have a better connection. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Isaac. Bye. We might not be able to record it then. That's a shame because I assume it's because of speakerphone that it's not working well. I don't see why it would be. <coughs> Maybe she's Joe as well. <laughs> Everyone is Joe. There was a couple of minutes that I've cut out before she called back where we didn't really say anything. Uh, and then Declan broke this news. Soul legend Charles Bradley dead at 68. Really? He's the one that's in that Mr. Jukes song. Mm-hmm. Does that today? Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Maybe we should mention him on the podcast. Having discussed the fact that they looked really fake, we thought we'd try and find out a bit more information about the people who'd left reviews on the place we'd stayed and um, so we googled a bit couldn't find anything and then tried reverse image searching for their profile pictures on Airbnb it's actually weird that there's no matches because it's normally like someone's Facebook yeah exactly that's what I was saying it's odd and none of them came up anyway good for three welcoming (laughs) wrong Never been there. What is that at the start to his review? His review's mental. It's so funny. Make a booking for day 31. Is it on day one? Three hour left? Tried to ask for my money, but never answered. Good, forgive free money. <laughs> it sounds like John Darkins. Good, forgive free money. This person doesn't call me back in one second. I'm going to scream. More time passed. Oh, why is that so odd? What's so odd? This person, hello, I googled Donald Trump jeans. Uh <laughs> That first one's horrid. Oh, that's hard as well. He's Why is it so ugly? Cunt. Dreadful idiot. After a few more minutes, <gasps> here we go. Right, let's see if it's any better. Hello. Hi, this is from Airbnb. Hi. Be seated, Mr. Isaac. Yes, this is this is him. 
Yes, I, um, thank you so much for answering my call, Mr. Isaac. I oh, would just fine. like to let you know that this all will be recorded sure. for training and quality purposes. Okay. So getting back on your concern, um, can you tell me again what seems to be happening? Sure. Is the line better this time? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay now. Great. Let me know if I break up, so I'll stop talking. Um, okay. Basically, so the end game of the evening was that me and my friend who was staying there uh, left. We we left the building and didn't stay overnight because we felt so unsafe in in the room, in the rooms rather in the house. I explained briefly some of the stuff that had happened, but you've heard that, so let's skip. And I assume you guys have a, a rule that if you say you're staying at this address, you have to stay at that address rather than a made-up one. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Yes, that is correct, Mr. Isaac. I really apologize uh, that this happened on this very first reservation that you've had. That's right. I would like to do the best that I can to turn the experience around. And as for your question, you are definitely correct. Everything that has been advertised on the listing on Airbnb should be the property that you should that you would be staying. So yes. that is the one you have booked. And Yes, we. I thank you so much for forwarding this concern to us, and we would make sure that we will do immediate action so that this will not be happening again in the future. So I just yes, have a, a few more concerns that may be of, of note. Um, yes, go ahead. So, and you've heard these two. Sorry, just one more point <coughs> is that when the reason we booked yeah, okay. originally was that it was like one of the cheapest in the area. It was quite conspicuously cheap. It was about maybe 40% of the price of the nearest place. Since we left their place at midnight and didn't stay overnight they've dropped it from 24 to 17 pounds which in light of the fact that it was already a very suspicious setup feels to me like they're trying to attract more people uh for potentially nefarious purposes well it's a good thing that you were safe um sir isaac once you have left the uh, vicinity well um this really is a serious thing that we will be handling and we are going to make sure that this will be handled by the proper or the correct department Great. and uh, we are going to make sure as, well as you want it there uh, this experience will not be experienced by on any of their guests that will be staying in this specific listing so we really uh, appreciate Good. you, Thank you. forwarding this concern to us this really is a um, very great help for us especially we are the one who, who is in line with this um this kind of situation great. and if ever um i'll be uh, i'll be sending you an email regarding um what we will be uh what we will be doing for this they refunded us the already preposterously cheap airbnb and then gave us like 25 dollar coupon which was nice although i'm not going to be rushing to use it I hope that we will be able to turn the appearance around about what happened in the reservation. So thank you so much again for calling. No worries. And I'll be making sure to have a call for you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, Mr. Ayers. You too. Thank Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh, that's good if they're striking them off. Yeah. I'll make sure that they are. <laughs> I'll be I'm checking out this every email. day. <laughs> <laughs> Until they are gone from not only Airbnb, but from the concept of allowing strangers instead. 17 pounds per that's, that's just very That's odd. like pay for your own murder, isn't it? It's like, it couldn't it's be just... more obvious now. <clears throat> Under 10 pounds a night. To drop what was Already. by far, what was 40% cheaper than anything else. Yeah. To drop that again by a third. <laughs> Just says I'm hungry for blood, and I don't care how because it's it not is. like they didn't get the money from our stay. No, 
I hope it refunds from them, from, not from Airbnb. <laughs> I hope they just take the money out of their account with a big claw. <laughs> right, let's cut this. As of the time of recording this on the 27th of September at 1pm, the room is still available on Airbnb and it's gone up to £21 per night. Come to you. 